The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Let's go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Wednesday, November 23rd, 2022, <laughs> Season 18, Episode number 77. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys. It is the day before Thanksgiving, annual Thanksgiving game. Thanksgiving game. Cowboys will take on uh, the Giants this year, and that game starts at 3.30 p.m. It'll be on Fox for those of you at home and uh, getting ready uh, with all your food uh, to sit down and watch the game. <laughs> We actually got a game we're going to play a little later today yeah. that Brian just told us about. I have no idea how this is going to go. It might be totally wheels off. I can guarantee you one thing. Knowing Nick Eatman, he will have some great answers for this game. Me and Amber will we'll just we'll kind of sit in the cut and see if we can pull this. <laughs> it's going to be fun. But this is going to be interesting. Um, but let's do get into a little bit of talk. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, the matchup. Uh, and then we do have some fan questions. I want to get some fan questions worked in here uh, this day before Thanksgiving. Let's start first with the matchup between the Cowboys and the Giants. I'm going to ask you guys this first question. Player that most concerns you that's not named Saquon Barkley? Daniel Jones. Why Daniel Jones? Daniel Jones to me is, uh, this team is 6-1 and one when he doesn't throw an interception. And he's been a, done a much better job of not doing that. And so if you can get him somehow to make a mistake then you get a shot at beating these guys. They're really banged up. They're hurting up front. They're going to have some problems. But you know what? He's played pretty well for them. He, has, he doesn't make mistakes. He, he runs when he needs to run. He gets out of trouble. If he's in trouble, he'll throw the ball away now. He doesn't try and force things. I just worry about some of those pass rushers on third and 12 or whatever, third and seven, and, and all of a sudden it's break contained and it's a gain of 26 because of Daniel Jones running the football, he's gotten much better at that. And so he makes me nervous from a guy of converting third downs if they're trying to throw the ball and they can't throw the ball, but he runs the ball and converts the third down. Yeah, I mean, Leonard Williams is going to play this game. I think so. That's pro- that's probably the one you know one guy on defense. I mean the Cowboys' offense is rolling, so so somebody that would mess that up, and he he's he's been a guy that that's hurt this team in the past. So I would say m- m- their best defensive player would be the guy, and and he's probably you know, a, ga- a guy that could control the line of scrimmage. To me, it would be it, it doesn't matter if it's the quarterback or Saquon Barkley, whoever is running with the ball. Anyone, because we've seen it before. It doesn't necessarily need to be a well-known player for someone to be able to run the ball effectively against this Cowboys defense. So just the running game overall doesn't matter. I'm not sticking to a specific person. Just that's the one area that it could maybe possibly hurt the Cowboys a little bit. I at the end of, I mean, we'll get into prediction. At the end of the day, I don't think it'll be something that will kill them. But that's the only area that I'm kind of keeping my eyes on and concern. All right. When you go back to the game the Cowboys played against the Giants, uh, they won by seven. It was without Dak Prescott. Cooper Rush's numbers, listen to this, 21 of 31, 215 yards, one touchdown, a 98.2 rating. By all accounts, a pretty good day. 
not very different than what they're doing with Dak at this point. He's throwing in that 200-ish range and, um, and, and just being efficient with the football. That being said, do you expect the game plan to change much now that they have Dak in? They ran, just for, for, for reference, they ran the ball 30 times in that game. They passed 31 times. So it was pretty much a 50-50 split. Yeah. Do you expect the same kind of game plan in this game as, as the last game, or do you expect them to do more with Dak because he's Dak? I do think that that some of the numbers will look different, uh, mainly because of what they're finding with Pollard in the passing game. Uh, passing yards, even though it's a safer pass, and it's a you know if you can if you can wheel it out there to to Pollard or swing it out like whatever, you take the passing yards out of it. But I still think it'll be a controlled passing game um, because I think that they found I think I think the the dynamic between Zeke and Pollard is different than it was in week three they, they figured something out differently so I, I think yards will, will look different even though they're going to get the backs involved that might be more in the passing game but either way they're going to get them involved more than I think they did that game yeah I think the the game plan for the Cowboys will be pretty similar and I think they're at advantage here because they've obviously faced the Giants already they know kind of how they're playing and all of that as opposed to what the Giants were facing with the Cowboys when they initially played, which you got players that weren't there playing. The offense looks completely different than what it was. What week was that? Three. Uh, three. Week, week three. three. Then week three, you had, you know, your uh, Cooper Rush was playing. You said Dalton Schultz was out he that was out. game. No Gallup. No yeah. Gallup. Curse so was out. Yeah, the running game out, yeah. wasn't as effective as it is now. Go so man. I think offensively, Giants are playing a completely different offense than what they initially faced versus what the Cowboys have and, and they face. I, I don't think their team overall looks that whole different than week three. Sure. So that's an advantage there. And I think they'll keep a similar – Cowboys-wise, they'll keep a similar game. You know, it, it's interesting when you play the Giants now that they give up rushing yards. And this might be the fastest Thanksgiving Day game in the history of Thanksgiving Day games. When you, if both teams get to the running game quick, and I think the only chance that the Giants have is really just trying to run the ball and, and limit Dallas's possessions. But Dallas can run the ball on the Giants, mm-hmm. you know, and and there might be something to that. I, I just in my heart believe this. On a short week, it's a short game plan. It's a very small play sheet. It's not the. Uh, it's not the uh, you know the the big huge menu card that we see most coordinators have. I think it's a really small, almost like if you know college football, Mike Leach, and he has like a little piece of paper that he calls the plays from. And I, I just feel like that whatever team can really establish that, it'll help. It'll help that the Cowboys are more capable of throwing the ball. The Giants will give up some passes, though, too. They, their secondary is a little bit banged up. But those rushing yards, yards per attempt, I mean, Dallas could get into this thing and run the ball, and then it turns into play-action game. And then play-action game ends up being scores. So I, I, I kind of feel like that both teams are going to try really hard to, to kind of establish the run. Dallas will adapt better and then be able to throw, and that'll be the difference in this game. Final question on the matchup. Dallas allowed 167 rush yards in Week 3. By all accounts, a really good day on the ground for the Giants. They also held Daniel Jones to 196 passing yards, and they sacked him five times. Is it necessary to have a dominant run defense this week 
against the run in order for Dallas to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of what she said about it. I mean, a lot of that rushing yards was Daniel Jones, too. I mean, it was a lot Barkley, but it was also Jones, and it was also sweeps, sweeps around the edge. And, I mean, they, they were creative with their yards because that's what, what they had. They knew, even in that game, they couldn't they couldn't stop Demarcus Lawrence. He had three sacks in that yeah. game. They, they put a lot of attention, if I remember correctly, on Parsons. That was the game he didn't get a sack, and they were kind of teasing him afterwards and all that because he had had that big game in week two. They put a lot of attention on him. And you know they feasted the off Marcus of that, so so they're gonna have to they're gonna I mean and I I still think that's what you have to do. I mean I think you have to stop Micah Parsons that, that way. But do you think that in this game? I know in most games we go into the game saying man it's impaired. Dallas has to stop the run. As we saw in that game, they didn't really stop the run. They still won by seven, and their offense wasn't as explosive as you would think it is now. So is this a game where yeah. it really matters as much yeah, if they stop? Still the run? do. I mean, they were down seven in the third quarter. I mean, they they had to make plays on offense to get it going. So yeah, I still think you have to stop the run. Yeah, I, I went back in history of the Dallas Cowboys, and I was just curious of when they give up a two hundred yard rusher. You know, when they had when it's two hundred yards, they lost a game, and we'll all remember this game on October fourth against the Cleveland Browns, where they gave up <laughs> three hundred and seven yards on the ground on forty attempts. You know, it was a 49 38 game. Their record when they give up a 200 yard rusher is 7 and 25. Hmm. So you start to think about like all of a sudden, if that you're in a situation, I mean, this is the history of the, of the Dallas Cowboys. Seven wins when you yeah, get right. a 200 yeah. yard rusher. That's rush. impressive. Yeah. The seven wins is impressive. Yeah. Yeah. They, they won a game in 1984 where they gave up 283 yards to the Bears Ugh. and won 23 to 14. And, and but, wow. but you know it's the, the last four games that they've given up. They given up 307, 306, 294, 289, and all four losses. And then they played the Bears, like I say, at eighty four, and gave up two hundred and eighty three, and managed to win the game twenty three fourteen. Sweetness. So yeah, I mean they. But you you go through the history. They there are plenty of games. They gave up two hundred and they gave it to the Giants. They gave up. They won a game. They gave up two hundred forty four yards to the Giants in nineteen ninety five, December seventeenth of ninety five. Two hundred forty four yards and won twenty one twenty. Yeah, there you good go. Game. Yeah, good game. <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying though. I mean, that's the kind of don't you, remember last night, but I remember that. <laughs> yeah, but they they have a they have a bad history of when there's a two hundred yard rusher. Or 200 yards rushing in a game. Their history is not great. Three in one season, one time. Oh no, that was 2000. 2000. I remember yeah. that year. Charlie Gardner and all that was it. Who good. else? Yes. Charlie Dude. Gardner was one yeah. of them. Deuce Staley. Deuce Staley was another was, one. Was that the Priest, year that Baltimore? Yeah. 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 Jamal yeah. Lewis. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that's that. That you know, to me, it's one of those things. Like, can you handle a? over 200 yards rushing in a game. I think the Giants are going to try. Yeah. I think the Giants' only way of really winning this game is finding a way to get 200 yards or more rushing. And go crazy with it. Yeah. Only yeah. the Cowboys had a big defensive tackle who used to play for the Giants that would want to stop the run. Yeah. Hankins. Dinner roll. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll get to that. <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. We'll get to that. Um, on my side, I think... In this specific game, like, yes, you always have to, at this point, based on everything that we've seen so far, you have to watch out for the run defense, improve in that aspect. But I think this is a game where, even though Barkley is a really good football player and he can definitely run, I think I want to make sure you put as much pressure as you can on Daniel Jones and just make him uncomfortable. Just because to me, he's not the. 
he's not the type of quarterback that I see that he stays very poised. Like, you make him uncomfortable and you get him kind of off his game a little bit. So just go after him, pressure him. Even if he tries to run with the ball, just get Micah Parsons on him. And I think that you balance out the game and the Cowboys offense would do enough to just score, score points. I don't even think this is going to be a close game whatsoever. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I actually, for the next three games, this game, the game against Indy, the game against Houston, I actually think the Cowboys should go into the game planning that they're going to get into a 4-3 defense and they're going to basically stick there as much as possible. Because I don't think that either one of those three teams can beat you if you force them to pass. I'm going to dare them to pass against me. I'm going to say I'm going to crowd the line of scrimmage. I'm going to have a bunch of tacklers up there. I'm going to have a fearsome front four. I'm going to have three linebackers on the field. And I'm basically going to say, if you're going to run, it's going to be tough sledding for you all day. I'm going to dare you to pass. And not only that, I'm going to dare you to pass against my offense, who I think can put up points. So I'm going to put you in a position where my offense hopefully gets clicking, they are scoring points, and that other team thinks they got to keep up, and I'm going to pressure you like that. Mm -hmm. That, to me, is the way that I think Dallas needs to play these next few weeks. Crowd the lot of scrimmage. Get out of nickel and put that extra linebacker on the field and really dedicate yourself to stopping the run because I think if you do that, these three teams have no shot whatsoever. All right, we're going to take our first break. When we come back from this break, we got some fan questions. We'll hit those in the third segment. we got a game that Brian has for us. We'll do all that when we come back. DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Back to the break. Tuesday, November 29th, there's a brand new monthly concert series coming to the star. It's called Sounds of the Star. It's a country rock band. Western Rewind hmm. will be there. The concert kicks off at 7 p.m. It's free and open to the public. For more information, visit the star and frisco.com. Welcome back. Second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. The segment presented by blockchain.com. Let's get to some fan questions. we got a question here first from Ernie. He says, how did Damone Clark perform uh, in the last game? What are your thoughts on that? Kind of felt like that he was he's getting better of understanding where he needs to be, where he needs to fit. I I need to see him to be a little bit more aggressive. Uh, you know, I, I think that's gonna come with time. I have a lot of faith in this kid. Yep. I just my own personal watching him play at LSU, I think they stole him here when they got him. Uh, you know, he could have been a late one, two. I, I think it's now just about feeling comfortable and understanding where he needs to fit in the scheme. There's a lot of moving parts when you watch this defense play. There's a lot of like the twists, stunts, alignments, replace, and all that. And I kind of feel like, though, that he's learning along the way. Haven't seen him make the impact that I thought he was, but I think it's, I think it's going to be soon. I think because when he's going to feel comfortable, you can tell because he'll cut it loose and you'll see him make those rundown plays plays in the point of attack and things like that. I don't think we've seen it very, very much uh, here lately, but it's. I think it's a lot about just being comfortable. I think for him, um, you know, Micah Parsons changes everything for the other team and for his own team. You know, we, we talk about it all the time. Mar- Micah moves around so much that Damone Clark has to move. He has to adjust as well. And this reminds me of the Bill Parcells line that he used to have outside the locker room of, Knowledge is confidence, and confidence lets you play fast. And the more he picks this defense up and gets the knowledge and he's not thinking as much, just reacting, then he'll play a lot faster and smarter and even better. Do you think that what we've seen so far puts you in a mindset that when Anthony Barr is back, he at least starts eating into his time on the field, if not continues to play when Anthony Barr is healthy? That's an interesting uh Thought because when would that be is the number one question. I he mean, still hasn't practiced. I don't think. No, I don't think Anthony Barr's playing for yeah. you this week. And even I mean, you would have to really look at it. Okay, how has the progress of a guy like the Monk? Because we have not. I think we're far from seeing the best of him yet. Like, yeah. I think you, Brian, used the perfect word. Is just feeling comfortable. Just him. Having the knowledge and just knowing what to do, and that's part of you know new players that happens, and it just takes time. But all in all, I think if he keeps showing, going upwards, week game after game, just trending upwards a little bit more, I think he does. You do put him in a situation where you take away some time from Bar just to keep his arrow trending upwards and obviously it depends also on the opponents what week that is and you look at what you got going on there and and how much more is bar giving you as opposed to what Damon Clark is doing at that specific week no I, yeah you're absolutely right to me it's hey my future is not Anthony Barr my future is Damon Clark mm-hmm. and so I need him playing as much as possible you know and, and getting those reps and you know, he, he hasn't done anything to kill you in a game where you're like going, oh, he just blew a coverage and they made a big play. You know, it, it hasn't been that. But he's not playing with that, just that 
openness that he I saw at LSU. He he looks a little cautious in the way he's playing, and they just need to get him going and more confident, like Nick was talking about. All right. So next question we got from Jay Gladstone. He says, which players are most important to neutralizing Daniel Jones in the run game? Ah. Uh, Mon Clark is, is a is a yeah. guy there. I mean, one of the linebackers. I think I think uh, Leighton, Micah. I mean, I, I just think I think it's the linebackers and it's kind of like how they play. Um, but some of his runs, I, f- I feel like last time were kind of leaking out out the edge. You know, like like trying yeah. to run and then scrambling. So, yeah. you know, I, I think it's linebackers. It's also the safeties there. Curse. I mean, it's 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 everybody. Um, I think it's it's everybody because he's not just a design runner. He runs when things break down. Yeah, it's the front four to me. I mean, the linebackers and stuff are important. And the safeties are important. I totally agree with Nick on that. You run out of lanes. And you twist or you, you know, they'll try and create confusion for offensive linemen and pass rush. You can see it. Some of their best rushes are twist stunts or replacing each other. And then, you know, they, and then there's all just all kinds of muddledness going on. It's real dirty in there and they're banging around. And, and then all of a sudden the quarterback takes off running. And I think it's if you get out of rush lanes, if all of a sudden you don't get a twister or you don't get you get two guys pinned to one side and someone's supposed to be back inside and then he takes off running, that's on the defensive lineman. That you know, you're supposed to do you're supposed to be here on the rush. You're not supposed to be here. So I think it's how the front four are going to play in this game. You just can't, you know, kind of it's not building the wall around it, but it's not getting completely knocked out of rush lanes and allowing him gaps just to take off. Yeah, I think I and I may be wrong, but I feel that most of the runs that have hurt the Cowboys or that they struggle with is up the middle and the linebackers just kind of being off position and not getting to the runner fast enough. So that would be an area where I would keep my eyes on because if it's on the sides and like la- lateral, I feel that there's always like one or two guys are like right there and can catch to whoever the running person is, whoever's rushing the ball, whether that's the running back or the quarterback as well. So I think keeping uh, better protection in the middle would be a yeah, key for this game. This is, you know, the last couple of weeks you've played, you know, Cousins didn't run at all. No. He, he didn't run at all. Rodgers ran, and he can run. He's This guy has the ability to kind of run away from you. You know, this guy, when you watch Daniel Jones, he's a good athlete, and he could run. He's faster than most quarterbacks. So if you're kind of like diving at his heels and all that, it keeps balance and then keeps going. And he's one of these guys, too, that's taking advantage of – quarterbacks that you can't waste them in the field of play mm-hmm. because he's running, 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 and then you think he's going out of bounds, and then he turns it up and goes up a little further up the field. And you're like, because they, you know, they had a, uh, in, the, in the Cowboy game, they had, I think it was an opportunity where he ran outside, and he went up the sidelines, you think he's going to go outside for a three-yard gain, and he runs eight more yards for a first down. And you're like going, well, if they just would have wasted him right there on the <laughs> sidelines. But no, these quarterbacks are getting smart. They know if they get they got they got defenders that are fearful of taking a shot at these guys. So they get that little bit extra yards in these games. And you know, you have to be ready for that. I think this guy's a good athlete. I think he runs, he's fast. So we've seen this guy run 60, 70 yards, you know, and, and make plays. All right. Next question. This one comes from Jorge Arenas. He says, are you afraid the Cowboys are in danger of falling for the dreaded overconfidence mentality after such a big win last week? I would hope not after what you happened in Green Bay. You yeah. know, 
I would I would hope that you know that this is a division game, man. You got to have these games. You, you you look what's going on right now. Philadelphia looks really wobbly. The Commanders are playing better. The Giants try and get them out of the way. Put them two games down if you can. You know if you're overconfident going into this one and you go out there and lose, that's on you. Then we'll come back Monday and talk about you know this team doesn't like this, doesn't like that, and is not consistent enough. But if you don't understand what's going on right now, the situation, then you're not paying attention on this football team. This is a huge game because um, if you want to catch the the Eagles at all, you obviously have to beat them. And if you beat them, then that that puts them at at least two losses in the division because you're going to have a split yep. with them. And you know this game right here puts you at three and one in the division. Right, right, right. With two more to go. You're going to have to beat Philly, so that you're four and one, and then we'll see what happens with with Washington. That could be the tiebreaker, but, but that could be a tiebreaker then because who's to say Philly's going to going to beat the Giants twice and all that yeah. stuff? So you have a really good chance to tie Philadelphia, but have a better division record. And and win the division. You got to get this game right here. Yep. You know, I, y'all know I'm about vibes and vibing and all that <laughs> sensing people. And this was very very different as opposed to other games. Even going back to last year, some of those wins that they were coming off. You can this game like they they're not feeling overly confident. They're not feeling like they're the beep. Or anything like that. You see, now I censor myself. Look at you. Uh, yeah. But, no, the vibe was completely different. It's like their focus. And, and like Nick said, you know, hearing after the game in the locker room, players like Zach Martin talking about it's a 24-minute rule. Like, we're talking about the Giants now and all that. So, the vibe overall, I felt that it was perfect. It's It didn't get into anybody's head. I didn't see anyone just jumping up and down, being so happy and excited. No, it's just like... A regular game that they won. Like at moments, it didn't even look as if they won. That's how focused and serious some of them were after the game. So I think their focus right now is exactly where it needs to be. And I don't think this is a week where they're going to go into AT&T Stadium feeling overly confident. You've lost three in a row on Thanksgiving. You're, I mean, three, and, yeah. you're three and seven in the last ten. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. like the guys that play in this game, that, yeah. that sit there and say, this game means a lot, it's special to be there on Thanksgiving, will play like it. Because yeah. you're not playing like it right now. And, yeah. and, and then this whole, like, how do you get your mind and your body right and all that? Well, this team isn't doing it well. These guys haven't done it well. Three, three out of seven. Yeah. So no, it's, uh, you're three and I mean, seven. Three you're, out of ten. Yeah. That that that's most of the guys on the roster. There's only a couple of guys maybe on this team that's done it more than that. And so so it's been losing football for most of these players on Thanksgiving. You're not whatever you're doing. You're not turning it around and and, and winning these games. And so this is one that you, for that reason for the for the you know their record's the same as yours. You want to be in third place? Is this a third place football team? It is if you lose. I'll tell you and, this. And it's cl- you're almost getting close to being fourth with Washington playing the way they're playing. Yeah, it was interesting uh, in the locker room after the game. They were talking. We were talking to Michael Parsons, and he was asked, uh, you know, about being playing angry. And he's like, Yeah, I play. I play well when I'm angry. And uh, and so he said, you know, and that was obviously reflected tonight in how he played. He was talking about the the, the last game, and then the question came. How do you make sure you don't fall back to not being angry? And he said, I have to keep remembering Green Bay. Yeah. That's the point. If they yeah. keep remembering Green Bay can happen any sing, any individual week in the NFL, that's what can happen to you. No matter who the opponent is, that's what can happen to you. And if they keep remembering that, then maybe that keeps them from getting to that point of being overconfident because the NFL is just too hard. It's too much parity in the NFL to ever take any team lightly. You know, when we did the 
mental health documentary, mm-hmm. um, one of the things that came up and that I didn't know before is how sometimes when some of these players are not feeling very confident or whatever, they show them on the iPad some highlights of like, this is what you can do. This is who you are. This is like, you can do it basically to hype them up. Um, Does Derek do that when he hands you those awards every year that you get? Does Derek say, here, so he's Amber? pretty much in every year yeah, thing. Now Amber, here like, you go. Amber, yeah, yeah. got another trophy in my yeah, Amber, here you go. Up, here, yeah. Here's what you did this last year, one of those things. Oh, my gosh. No, but going back to Mike, it just makes me think this is where you need to, instead of doing that, you do the opposite for Mike. Show them the bad place. Show them where he messed up to get them to that point. Because he even talked about it to the media yesterday, yeah. just kind of like <laughs> the whole lunch money. I mean, Nick, you mm. wrote the article, yeah. so you can speak more on that. But well, yeah. it was a pretty funny, you know, pretty good analogy, really. Right. I mean, he's talking comparison. about, you know, and got to be careful with Micah, with some of the history that he's had. But, but you know, he's <laughs> talking about being the, uh, you know, uh, guarding against the bully that wants yeah. to take your lunch money. And they're going to keep doing it until you tell them. Till you tell him till you no, stop. till yeah. you stop him, and so um, that's what he feels like is the run defense. That's that's still what it is that they haven't figured that out. Yeah, maybe one day they avoided him and and they kept the money, but he's still going to come back the next day. You know, and that's that's how he views this game. And you know, and he he basically also said, um, just tell me that I suck. Don't tell me that I'm good. Just tell me that I'm suck. That I suck, and and you know, or that that I'm okay. Which sounds good. That that's all nice and good. And then he goes out. If he could just stay off Twitter, man. <laughs> well, like, what are you doing on Twitter? It's just there's there's stuff that other people should say for you. Everybody, you know, like don't say just tell me I I suck and all that, and don't tell me that I'm good. And then when the NFL says here are your four favorites for the NFL MVP, and then he tweets at them, why has this got to be a quarterback award? You know, it's like. Well, but no, that that to me fits right in line with what he just said because what he just said was. Like I, he's basically calling himself an MVP, which I don't yes. I don't disagree. But, but let someone else do it. But but I get that. Where's but your focus guess, on a short week? I guess my, my point still is okay, let's, that, let's that to me that, that to me is how I look at it. Like he's the type of person that thinks he should be great, and anybody that questions that he makes it a mission to try to prove them wrong. So to me, it's the same thing. It's it's the NFL doesn't think I can be an MVP. Okay, watch this. Like, I think that's how he looks at life, and that's how he looks at football. And so, for me, I don't mind. As long as he keeps stepping up to that next level, whatever motivates you, brother, do it. Like, that that works, right? As long as he's not so sidetracked by it to where he's not doing his job well, then I look at it like that's not a bad thing right. for me. Well, Go he ahead. is sidetracked by the stat, by the stats and the sacks, and that's the thing, and that's a problem. You saw it in that sounds from the sideline. He's trying to get back in the game, and and then and then what, what? One of the coaches was like, George Edwards was like, "We have a game on Thursday." He's like, "What does that mean?" <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, "Well, then t- tell me not to practice, then." You know, and that's that's why I'm a little cautious on what I see in the injury report about illness and this guy didn't practice and all that. Like, let's just see how the game goes because I don't think any of them had a, had a really like desire to practice this week, which. Well, but honestly, they weren't really doing a lot of practicing this week. Mike yeah, said it earlier. Way. He said, this is not a week where you get much practice right. time. This is more of a mental yeah. get ready for the game kind of thing mm-hmm. and let your body recover. I mean, he's hungry, 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 and I and I get it, but he's he's still got to figure out how, how to to slow it down a little bit because he's got to be smart in this. He's got to think, there's a game Thursday. I don't just need to get my 11th sack. I've, I've got to be smart so I don't get injured here and miss the whole game. I mean, that's, that's, yeah, and I think that's, I think – 
as you get older and get more mature, there's probably some perspective that comes into it. Again, what I love about him is that he's always hungry. He always wants more. And part of being great, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. part of being great is those numbers. That's a part of being great. If when it's all said and done, he finished his career, you know how he's going to be judged? How many sacks did he get? How many pressures did he get? Like, that's how we will judge if you want to compare him to and, and Lawrence Taylor. And yeah. did you win a Super Bowl? You it's all those things. Right. But it's all those things that kind of get rolled into it. So I don't have a problem with a guy shooting for those things as long as it's not hurting his team in the process. And some of that stuff, you know, he'll learn through experience. Hey, this might be a time I need to pull back a little bit for the good of the team. We'll figure all that out. But I love that he's all Yeah, I don't hungry. think I would change his attitude. If anything, that's, I would say, the coach's job to pull him back when he needs to be pulled back. If, yeah. he li- if he's screaming or yelling, on the- that's go sit down, drink some water or something. Don't pay attention to it, but keep that energy. Yeah. Keep keep going for it. And then coaches and trainers just <laughs> worry about yeah. taking care Nick, of him. You and I, sure he's right. Yeah, Nick, you and I talk about that all the time when it comes to just employees in general. You'd rather have one that you got to pull back mm-hmm. than have one you got to push out, right? You want people that are always yeah. hungry to do more and do it at a higher level. And, and you have to say, hey, slow down a little bit. We're okay. We can figure mm-hmm. this out mm-hmm. rather than have to be like, you going to do something today? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do today, you know? So, so I think it's the same thing here. All right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Brian has a game. Don't know how this is going to go. We will find out in the final segment. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far with up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less. The satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to the break. The Cowboys are proud to nominate defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as our 2022 NFL Salute to Service Award Club nominee. Join us in making sure he becomes a finalist for this prestigious award by voting at NFL.com slash salute fan vote. Welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're presented by Miller Lite, the only beer of the Dallas Cowboys, and we're ready for our final segment. we got about eight minutes, Brian. All right. So let's see what we can do in this eight minutes. You got it. All right. My, my game for you guys today is, since we got Thanksgiving tomorrow, I'm going to name a Thanksgiving dish, a side, uh, a, a protein, and I want you to describe or tell me the player that you think of when I say this side or this protein. Okay, and we can we can we can go around the room. We can you know Nick, you could start it off today for us. <laughs> okay, Nick, I'm going to say I'm going to give you mac and cheese. Okay, give me the player that best describes what you think of when you think of mac and cheese as far as how he plays. Um, I want to say. Now, do you like mac and cheese yeah. to begin with? Yeah, okay. yeah. But okay. I mean, I mean, I mean, out of the box. I mean, yeah, craft. You know, but uh, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm actually really good at that. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, I think it's uh, Trayvon Diggs, because he kind of plays a side sideshow to the to the others. But if he was just by himself, uh-huh. you know, you're by yourself on, <laughs> on a Wednesday night, you know, you just want to eat that. Like, it'd yeah. be good enough to hold its own because he's that good. But also usually goes with others. And it's okay being with, with others as well. Trayvon Diggs. Mac and cheese, Trayvon Diggs. Derek, you have anything for that? Trayvon. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, mac and cheese. <laughs> um, good radio. Maybe Dalton <laughs> Schultz. There you go. Because it's kind of, I don't know, it's. Mac and cheese is one of those things that, like, it can be really good. Yep. It can also be not so good. If like, it's not prepared right. Yeah, Nick yeah. was talking about, like, the, the box. <laughs> like, the box Wait, of mac oh. and cheese. I ain't really feeling that. Yeah. But the way mom makes it. Oh, yeah. oh we Dalton in. Schultz. Dalton Schultz. It can be a little salty. Yeah. <laughs> I like that, too, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's like, okay. it depends. Like, yeah, it can be really good. It can be really, really good. It can also be, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to eat this. Dalton Schultz, mac and cheese, Ambar. Well, this is completely different than you guys, but my mac and cheese would be a guy like Micah Parsons because, first of all, mac and cheese is freaking delicious. And how does that translate to the game? I'm not calling Micah delicious. I'm saying (laughs) he is great on the field. So to me, mac and cheese is one of those very, very few things that you don't need to pair it with something else. You can eat a whole bowl of mac and cheese all on its own. So Micah is the type of guy that 
he can get it done. I mean, yes, you need help around you and all that. Yeah, maybe the salt and some cheese over there and the green onions on top. But Micah can get it done on his own, and he's just that great. And mac and cheese is great. Not the type Nick mentioned, but people mm. that know how to make mac and cheese. And Micah knows how to play. Zach Martin for me is mac and cheese. Reliable. Right. You can count on there it. Go. You know, it, it's got a. It takes a lot of heart to make it. You know, it's it's not something just unless like Nick's going to throw it out of the box. Yeah, the box ain't but it takes some effort. You know, it's going to be yeah. When it's good, it's great, yeah. and it usually is great. All right, Ambar, perfect gravy. Perfect gravy. <laughs> is this the one you were laughing at earlier? Yeah. Okay. It was- Noah Brown. <laughs> Noah Brown. Oh, brown gravy. Right. Was just, that <laughs> That's really what was. was that funny? No, not really. There's others, but it was just funny at the time. That just so funny. people know, before we got on air, Nick was literally cracking up so hard. He that, was losing his mind. Yeah, he was, <laughs> we were dying to hear why. There were some others, but it was just funny. It was just, it was just Noah Brown. Can I, I'll go with mine first here. Tony Pollard is gravy to me. Mm-hmm. Because Tony Pollard, you could put gravy on anything. And it really, it just makes everything taste better. It just, you know, he's like, you see it there sitting in the bowl and you're like going, man, that is going to be great on all this right here. And I kind of look at Tony Pollard and I think he's just kind of, you put him out there, he's great at like all things. So I'm kind of, that Tony Pollard would be my perfect grade. Yeah, I was going to automatically say Pollard, but then Derek made the point and said, is it really going to be Pollard? Or maybe is it Seek now that he's the gravy? Are you thinking Seek? Well, actually, my gravy would be Terrence Steele. Because it's like, this is what always happens to me. So gravy... I make my whole plate Thanksgiving. Yeah. I go sit down. I'm about to start eating. And you forget and it? I'm like, oh, man, I forgot to get gravy. But That's good. when you That's go back good. to get yeah. the gravy, yeah. it's like, man, how could I forget gravy? Like, gravy's so good. But you just you forget about it. You don't even think about it. That's yeah. Terrence Steele. Micah Parsons, for me, is the gravy. Because if the mashed potatoes aren't good or the mac and cheese or the <laughs> turkey or whatever, just put it on all on all of it. Just put the gravy on Kinda there. Kind of like the diet. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. smother it up. <laughs> Diaper and gravy. Not the same yeah. thing, but you get my point. It looks the same sometimes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I just think, I think, yeah, I, Micah Parsons is the gravy. Because, I mean, it's like, oh, this is good. This is a good meal, good turkey. I mean, because yeah. it just, he put it in on all of it. Just mix it in. I'll throw this one out there then for the group. Turkey. Turkey. Not turkey like, you know, back in the day. Ah, oh, he's a turkey kind of. No, yeah. but turkey because that's your main protein. Unless you, use, unless you use ham or other things. Turkey. C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a turkey because. No, he's a lamb. I mean, he's not a turkey. Yeah, I know, but <laughs> he's, in this case, he's the turkey. Oh, okay. The reason why is because, as we all know, turkey has a lot on the spectrum, right? Right. You can have really, really dry baked turkey. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want that. You can have a succulent fried turkey that is yes. delicious, juicy, right? Yeah. So, so it just depends. It depends on who made it. Depends on the day. Like you can go from great to just like, ugh, like why are we eating this? Give me some ham. You were saying you were gonna be really bad at this, but you're coming up. You are. You are. I had to think about it. That is a good one. The turkey is is Dak. Dak's the staple. You got to have it. I mean, everything else goes around. He could be dry, too. There's white meat and dark meat, so that's definitely Uh, Dak. (laughs) Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, Dak will say it himself. So Dak is the turkey. Uh, Yeah. Ambar, you got one? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't have anything better than those. Uh, All right. Uh, To me, I I was going to say, to me, Dak is... The mashed potatoes. Okay, the that, that's that what. Okay, next? go mashed potatoes next. Go mashed potatoes. Just because 
you always need the mashed potatoes. You need to put it on your plate, but nobody eats mashed potatoes by themselves. Oh, no! You you gotta add other stuff to it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You, you know. You also have a bowl of mashed potatoes. Right, right, right. You gotta add other stuff that go with it. And I think that Dak is that type of player that you know it can't just be by himself. But you need oh, him all yeah, the times, yeah. oh, and yeah. you do need those extra elements to help him out. See, I said Dak, and I said it for a similar reason, but it was a different logic on the food, like. Mashed potatoes is something that just by itself, you just make the mashed potatoes. It's kind of like, eh, okay, it's just yeah. mashed potatoes. You need to you go add, get another job add to add salt. something to it. <laughs> now it's a little better. Yeah. You add some butter, yeah. now it's even better. You add some cheese and some bacon, like you can make it really great depending on what you put into it, right? right. So you give Dak one thing, it's like, okay, he can be pretty good. Mm-hmm. You give him a few other toys, okay. oh my God, before you, know you know it, Dak is like yeah. really, really good. Yeah. I'll tell you who you don't want it to be. You don't want it to be Deron Bland. Like, you don't want <laughs> no, for sure. No, you don't want Deron Bland. You just Deron keep Bland's stirring that thing. You just no keep whipping Bland. it up like you did in Minnesota. Just keep, just keep stirring it. All right, it. my final one for you, the sweet potato casserole. Hmm. That's easy. Sweet potato casserole. Oh, that's, that's, um, You're not a sweet potato fan? No, that, that's, that's going to be... Um, well, let's go to something else. Well, well, let's go because he's it basically he's on the side all the time and he just stays there. Like you just stay there. <laughs> you That's don't it. touch that then. No, huh? no, no. You just stay there. and don't touch my other food. <laughs> There's another player I'd rather say to that. Like don't <laughs> don't mess got? up anybody else. Who you I, got, Derek? Sorry, well, say, let's go. I just mean somebody on the side and just stay on the side. I would say Tony Pollard. He's the sweet. Like his moves are the sweetest moves on this team. With the marshmallows yeah, on top is, and okay. all that. He is, yeah. His his game is sweet. No doubt about it. Ambar. I don't know. Not everyone likes sweet potato, but everyone loves Tony Pollard. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't see. I don't know who I would see as sweet potato. Um, I don't have a. Y'all good haven't one. had good sweet potatoes. Yeah. What are y'all talking? No, like, I, everybody loves sweet potato. I like sweet potato, but it's not a dish that everybody eats. Like that's not the one that's gonna be. Oh, we ran out of sweet okay. potato. It's not. At my house, it is. Okay. See, I kind of felt like green bean casserole. Yeah, now that's yeah. the one where you like. I that's love Cooper green Rush. Bean Cooper Rush is green bean casserole. That's the one. Like, I'll try some. Yeah, I'll try a little of that. Oh, it, it wasn't bad. Mm, it wasn't bad. Anthony yeah, Barr is my <laughs> green bean casserole. Anthony I'm like, Brown? I know Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr. I, I will eat it just because I have to have some vegetables. Yeah. But I'm just trying to get to the next thing. Damone Clark is the next thing. Like, I'm just trying to eat it right now because I have to eat it. Like, okay. you just got to get some vegetables. One final thing. Dinner rolls. Dinner rolls. I got one on for dinner rolls. Uh, go for it. Go. What, what do you got? Connor McGovern. Connor McGovern is kind of like he. you put him in there and, like, for dinner rolls you can, like, you can sop stuff up. You can use it as a, you know, to pick things up. It's good. You got to have it. It's not spectacular, but it's just kind of good, you know, but you yeah. could use it to to kind of help you with the other meal. So Connor McGovern was my dinner roll. Well, Kellen Moore. I mean, it's, uh, things are a lot better when you open it up. And the, uh, you oh, there we go. Put a little butter in yeah. there. Yeah. It's like, the it's like Derek's open mashed up. potatoes. I like that. I like that. Put some cool stuff inside of it. I like that. Happy holidays, guys. All right. That's Thank a good you, guys. That was, that was actually a good game. That was yeah, you were worried was, about me, weren't you? I was you? worried. When you first I said I was like, this is going to Radio I'm professional over here, man. <laughs> there we go. All right, guys. We appreciate you joining us. We'll be back to Wait, uh, picks. Uh, we pick the game? Oh, yeah. Picks. Let's go. Let's Amber, go. Cowboys. I'll start. Cowboys 31 19. They're better. And Giants will hang in there for a little bit. 31 19. Dallas Cowboys. 28. Giants 16. Right. Damn. Uh, Damn. Mine is a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. No, Dallas. I, see them, I see them going over 40 again. I think oh. they'll do 42 to like 
24, something like that. Ooh, Cowboys win. I like it. I think it's a blowout as well. 34-10, Dallas wins. And they're sitting there in, in a good position. Second place in the division. Ready to keep pushing toward there you go. the Eagles. All right. Appreciate you guys, Jones. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know what went right and wrong for the Cowboys. Get you guys ready for the next game. They keep coming. Until then, for Nick Eatman, Brian Broaddus, Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break. Have a happy Thanksgiving. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!